You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Yeah, I'm going to talk about light of the world, and my, uh, my subtitle is, uh, This is how we change the world. We, we, just, we just turn off up the light, and we just be who Jesus says we are. And uh, I just also want to show a picture of my family. I don't know if that's there. I always start with that. And, uh, and, and the reason I always flash, flash my wife uh, and just say, like, this is my wife, it's because I don't have any money. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not really that good looking, so I must be intelligent and anointed. So uh, just... So that's my family, and uh, all of them are building church with us. Uh, we actually, when we planted the church, we said, you are free to go to Hillsong or to any other church in Copenhagen. Your mom and I, we are planting a church, and if you sh- should join our team, you have to f- feel called by God to do it. And within, uh, like the first week, our oldest daughter and her husband, they came and said, we want to be a part of it. So they were among the first eight people, and then our daughter next to my wife. Uh, she joined a few weeks later, and then our youngest as well. So uh, we are planning a church together in a city with uh, 0.8% going to church. And that, that might sound bleak, but for me, that's just woohoo. We have 99% of the city that do not know Christ. Like, for me, that's just, uh, I'm so excited about that. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. No, last, <laughs> last Christmas, uh, we, actually, we actually rented the, the biggest arena in Copenhagen. Uh, and uh, it seats 17,000. And uh, we were only allowed to gather 500. So I thought, okay, this arena has never been rented for, for Christians uh, at all. And I thought, 500 people. We, we can gather that easy. So I, I went to the guy to rent it, and he said, I've seen you on the news, I've seen you on television, I love what you're doing. You can have this for $1,800. So, so uh, but unfortunately, uh, Corona locked down, second wave, so we were not able to do it, but we did a Christmas special online service, and we had 9,000 people watching it from back to back, and, and over 90,000 people watched some or more of it. So God is really doing something. And, and before I get into uh, what I want to talk about, I just want to share a story that just highlights, uh, I think, the message. Uh, and this was when we started our first church 13 years ago. And this was three hours uh, outside Copenhagen. So this was in a rural area. My wife and I grew up in Copenhagen. So when we relocated back to plant in Copenhagen, uh, we were just super excited about that. But I think it was about 10 years ago, uh, I was building a fire in the backyard just to burn all the trash from the garden. And uh, I don't know what you do here, but uh, in the rural area of Denmark, it's okay. So I was burning uh, tires and uh, everything just... Uh, no, no, not, not tires, but a lot of other stuff. But the fire, the fire was dying out. And uh, the problem was I had a lot of trash I needed to burn. So what do you do when the fire is dying out? I did what any man would do. I went to the garage. I picked the petrol can up, so I thought, uh, we better throw some gasoline on this thing. So, but then, then I re- realized I've seen a lot of YouTube clips about uh, this going terribly wrong. So I thought, okay, I better be smart about this. So 
Uh, what I did, the fire was down here. There was a little hill going up. And I thought, okay, this is the, in theory what I will do. I will pour the, the, the gasoline. It will run downhill. And then it will hit the... the, the and then would re So I poured gasoline out. Nothing happened. I went down there to see. Nothing happened. I went back again, poured some more. Nothing happened. Went down there again. Nothing happened. Up, poured a couple of times. And then suddenly... <laughs> There was a cloud of angels singing glory to God, be God in the highest and peace on earth among all men. And uh, the thing was the, the fire, the bonfire caught on fire, the hill caught on fire. And since this dummy had been walking back and forth in petrol, my shoes caught on fire. The petrol can caught on fire, and as I threw it away, burning petrol hit my jacket and my pants, and I was running around the garden trying to get all the petrol to stop burning, in, in, and my wife was standing in the window with the three girls. She was just looking out. <laughs> girls, when you find a man, really, really think hard before you get engaged with him. But the thing I want to highlight is that everywhere I ran around in the yard, there was a footprint of fire. Wow. And the Holy Spirit wants you and me to live in a way where every place we go will be touched by the fire of God. Every business we go into, every school we go into, every neighbor we visit, they will be touched by the fire of God. And I believe that my story, when you realize that God can use this dummy, he can use anybody. And I believe that my story will bring hope to each and every one of you. That the visions that God has put in your heart, that even though it seems bleak and dark and like nothing can happen, I think that God will give you a renewed sense of this can work. With God, all things are possible. Whew. So... I want to start out in, in Colossians. It says in Colossians 1 and verse 13, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. When I see the new campus, the dominion of darkness is just written all over that place. But I love when the light moves in, darkness has to, to go. There is no competition at all. And that, that place is just going to make such a huge difference. And uh, also, when uh, Jesus established the kingdom of God, it says in, uh, in, in Matthew, in the Sermon of the Mount, in chapter 5, 6, and 7, he's talking about the values and the purpose of this new kingdom that he was going to establish. And there it says in Matthew 5 and verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bow. Instead, in a bowl, sorry, bow, that's something different. In, in, instead, they put, this is a different translation. Oh, instead, they put it on a stand uh, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. There are some few things I want to pull out of this text, and then I just want to share our story just as an encouragement that God is the God of breakthrough, and God is the one when he calls, he will complete it. And uh, so God, he wants to bring his light into the dark world. 
And he does, doesn't want us to hide the light away, but he wants us to shine. And uh, just five months after we launched Open Church in Copenhagen, things were just going off the roof. People were getting healed. We, we had a girl who was diagnosed with terminal cancer, totally healed. And, and uh, the, the doctors actually thought it was a wonder drug that they gave her. So they put her on the news and interviewed her because she was received this wonder drug. This summer, they revealed the whole study from this wonder drug. She was receiving placebo. So, so Jesus healed her and set her free. And now we're getting the doctors on record that uh, this is a true miracle. Every week, we put a new video up of people who have been healed and to totally set free from God. So everything was just going awesome. Uh, people were touched by the power of God, and we were just, woohoo. Planting church is awesome. And then Corona, lockdown, everything was just uh, going out of business. You know, the Corona, COVID was the place uh, dreams uh, went to die. And uh, everything was lost, no hope. And a week and a half into lockdown, I was just freaking out because I, I talked with a friend from Hong Kong. And uh, he said, oh, we've been in lockdown for six months. And I'm like, oh. We started five months ago, so our regular tithers and givers, uh, volunteers, they've been a part of the team for less than five months. And if we're not gathering as a church for six months, game over, it's, it's over, it's done. And uh, my wife and I, we prayed and we just said, okay, thank you, Jesus. You said you would build your church. And thank you, this is your church, and that you will make a way where there is no way. And I went to bed, and uh, I went to bed, and I was just, uh, I was just really, really tired of the whole situation but then I realized that light needs power and where do we get this power yeah. Jesus himself he says in Acts 1 and verse 8 you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come and then you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea uh, Samaria and to the ends of the world and I never really understood this and 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 but I realized during COVID all churches became churches that was reaching not their own little area, but to the ends of the world. We, we have Danes. We do everything in Danish, so our crowd is very small. But we have Danes in Thailand, in Canada, in Switzerland, in Poland, all over the world that are saying open church is their church uh, because they are following online and wants to volunteer online. So we had to figure out ways, <laughs> race around that. And then also... And then also, Jürgen uh, gave a word to me uh, on a text message. I just read it the other day again, that God would raise us as a voice to Scandinavia. And my wife and I was just leaning into this and said, okay, God, we have received so many words about what you would do in Copenhagen. And uh, we believe that you still are going to do this in Copenhagen. So even though everything is impossible and everything in the natural doesn't look like it's going to fly, you can make a way. So I went to bed. I went to bed. And uh, at 2 a.m., I was awakened from uh, my sleep. And I had uh, just an image in my mind. And the image is this next one. Uh, I saw cars, and I saw a stage, and I saw a big screen, and I saw big subwoofers just... 
so, so you don't have that uh, car audio church service. We didn't want to go with that. So, uh, so this is what I saw in my, in my mind. Uh, so I didn't go to bed again. I was uh, researching what does it take to do a drive-in, and nobody had done it except for like cinemas and stuff like that. So apparently I should only write to the police. We are doing a drive-in in in this place. No rules or regulation or anything like that. That that changed within a few weeks, but... So, uh, but you can see all the cars, they're kind of lined up pretty close. Uh, So, but we we packed this place out uh, and uh, the the next following Sunday, uh, the next picture, uh, the, the, the national news showed up and they did live segments from Copenhagen, four and six minutes live from our service. And uh, in the evening news, the next, next picture, uh, they did from the 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. another television station. They did uh, four and six minute uh, segments as well, just about hope in the midst of a pandemic. And... Uh, And if you go to the next picture, then this is the most liberal newspaper you'll ever read. They have never written anything positive about church. The headline said, God is not angry at you, he loves you. And uh, it was just such a positive article about what God did. If you take the next slide. And uh, then Good Morning Denmark, equivalent to Good Morning America. They invited men for Easter just to share about uh, um, Easter in a pandemic. And uh, at one point he asked me, uh, so what is the difference between this Easter and a normal Easter? And I said, actually, this is the Easter that comes closest to the first Easter, but because the first Easter, the disciples were behind closed doors, filled with fear. And uh, this Easter, all of us are in lockdown. We're behind closed doors. We are filled with fear. And uh, at the first Easter, Jesus showed up in the midst of their fear, and he said, do not be afraid. And I got to say on national television for nine minutes, if you ask Jesus to come, he still shows up and says, do not be afraid. So my whole nation got to know and got to hear the gospel. So this was just super excited for us. And it did not start there. If you get excited about this, just wait. Uh, (laughs) So the next slide. Oh, that, that's funny. Taipei Times, Taiwan, uh, I just took a few of them. Uh, they did an article about Catholic Church, 2,000 years old, then open church, five months. Uh, they're doing online church, and we're doing drive-in. So me and the Pope, we, we are kind of BFF now. Uh, and uh, what, what's the next slide? Yes, okay, so over 40 nations uh, this first round around wrote about hope in the midst of a pandemic. And, and we became a voice not just to our nation, but to Scandinavia, and even, we say, from Australia to America. The, the hope from God just was released in this season. And what we thought would kill us actually gave us a voice of influence. And what we thought would be the end of Open Church Copenhagen was actually an unramp to see revival break out in our nation. So, you know, when Jesus said, I will Build my church, and the gates of hell cannot, shall not, will not stand against it. So I'm so thrilled to stand here today and just share this message with you about hope 
in the midst of darkness because I can tell you, I was actually not a man of faith in this moment because I thought, okay, we're, we're done. But the Holy Spirit had something that he wanted to do through us. And um, so with God's energy and light, like when the, when the light receives power, it becomes more visible for people. And, and that light will, will bring warmth and will show a better way for people. So uh, I was called up by production company from all of Denmark just saying thank you, you saved our industry. Uh, people I didn't even know was calling me because stand-up comedians were doing drive-in and concerts, 40 other churches were doing Easter. So people were just calling and saying thank you, you made such an impact in our industry. And I believe when we shine light like Jesus wants us to, we will show a better way. And Jesus said, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. So why does Jesus use the word city when he talks about a church? I think that, that uh, he wants a church to be an illustration of what a city could be like if it lived under the rule of God. So we would go into the political arena and say, okay, if you... Uh, live in the kingdom of God. This is what it's going to look like. Yeah. We have uh, two guys uh, in our church, actually one guy who came to me in, uh, in, uh, in August and said, God has given me influence into the EU, into the parliament. He's actually in Brussels today, together with the uh, parliamentarians from all of EU. And he said, God has just opened the door for me to use influence. I don't know really what to use it for now. And so let's pray about that. And they, next Sunday, a guy relocated to Copenhagen from Tanzania, where he did water projects all over Tanzania. And now he was ready to not just change regions, but to change nations. And God uh, sent him to Copenhagen with his family, and they started attending our church. And, and, and he came to me and he said, so I have this vision to change nations. And this company, the biggest pump company in the world, are going to fund everything. So, and I'm going to bring the living word, uh, water of Jesus, as well as the, the other water. But uh, I don't know how to get into parliaments and into EU and into all that. I was like, hey, Benjamin, come and meet John. <laughs> I think the two of you, you have to talk. So I'm just saying that when Jesus uses city to describe the church, it's because we should... He wants us to show what it means to live under the kingdom of God. And, uh, oh, I cannot go into any more stories. So we have to take the seven mountains of influence into politics, into education, and into all those things and just make a difference. Uh, American sociologist, I think you call it, uh, Robert Belair, he says that, we should not underestimate the significance of a small group of people who have a vision of, just, of a just and gentle world. The quality of a whole culture may be changed when 2% of its people have a new vision. You know, that's our vision in Copenhagen, that 2% would go to open church. That's 23,000 23, people. Uh, the first church we planned that has 2% of that city going to that church already. And just a week ago, the mayor attended one of the services, and they are starting to see that city transform. And I believe that's the call of God on our life, on awakened church life. That's to have influence into the whole southern region, even into all of America, to show a better way, to show what would this country be like if it lived 
under the, the values and the purpose of the kingdom of God. So, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was driving in my car and it was snowing. I, don't, I, I know you are not used to that. Anybody grew up in the snow? Okay, some of you know what it's like. You, you can, if you don't, don't know snow, then you can just uh, drive in a muddy road. I think it's about the same. So I was driving uh, three hours across Denmark and suddenly my lights just became weaker and weaker and weaker. So I was like, man, what's going on? So I called my mechanic. Uh, I have his home number, so he loves that. So I called him, I said, uh, Jens, my, my car lights are going out. It's just become weaker and weaker and weaker. And I don't know, is it the power? What's going on? And, and he said, uh, Thomas, normally when you drive in snow, there's a lot of snow just being uh, coming up in the, on, the, on the, what do you call it? The lights on the car. And, uh, and I walked in front of the car. You just see this thick layer of snow and ice on my lights. And I was like, Oh, it works now. <laughs> but what happened with my car happens with our lives sometimes. That, that filth and dirt and, and uh, worry and fear and all kinds of stuff gets stuck on the light so it does not shine as bright as God intended for it to shine. And, and I think tonight Jesus is going to like clean the, some light and he's going he's gonna to make you... Shine bright again. Yeah. And uh, it says in Psalm, verse, uh, chapter 119 and verse 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light unto my path. And I think that when you come into an environment like this, I, I love the, the messages coming out for the, from this house. That will, sh will show you light, maybe not for the full journey you are going to take, but it will give you the steps you're going to take this week. That's why it's important you go to church every week. So you just get new revelation and new words just to take new steps. And that will just lead you in the, the direction that Jesus wants for your life. So we read Matthew 5 and, and it says that let, let your light shine that people may see the good deeds uh, from your life. And that's what's going to shine the light when you also you move into the new area. Don't just be the, 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 the church. I know you're not going to be the church that's just having big high walls and keep everybody out. You're going to be a church that's just going to show a better way for the people there. And just through the good deeds, you're going to just transform that whole city area for Jesus. And uh, it says, Paul, Paul said it in a little different way. In Ephesians 5 and verse 8, he says it like this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. The same phrase Jesus uses talking about identity. You are light. You are light. It's not something you do on Sunday. It's, some, it's who you are. And uh, when you receive power, the light will shine bright. Live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So that is what the call, the mandate from Jesus through our life, we will shine bright. Yes. And through our life, people will see a better way. Yes. Through when we go in and help our neighbor, when, when we do all that good stuff Paul is writing about, that will shine a light and people will see the light we have in Christ. So 
Francis Sisi, a, a, a European monk, he said it like this, preach the gospel. If needed, use words. And uh, I think that is a call and a mandate also for you as an awakened awaken church, just to do good. <laughs> do good. <laughs> yes. So we started to do good and started to move into dark areas. That's what I love about this new place. We moved into this place. If you could take the next picture, uh, Coben Hill. So we, we outgrew the facility we were in with the cars. We could not fit one more car. Wow. So I thought, where is the biggest outdoor area in Copenhagen that was this place? So I, I called them up and said, hey, we want to rent this place. He said, no problem. It's 40,000 US dollars per day. Wow. And, uh, and then he was, I was quiet. He was quiet. And then he said, uh, right now I'm canceling everything. So what do you want to give? Uh, <laughs> So I said, how about $400, including utilities and power and all that? <laughs> and, uh, and then he was completely silent. So, uh, so I said, OK, before you answer, you have a key role to play in this season. You can actually bring hope into a hopeless world. You can bring peace into a world filled with fear. You have a role to play here. So if you say yes to us, I only have $400, but if you say yes, I can tell you, thousands of people are gonna experience peace and hope and joy and everything that is needed right now. So he was quiet, and then he said, you can have it for $400, but, but you'll pay the utilities on the side. But, but he never sent, sent us the bill for the power, so. <laughs> So we, uh, so we decided to uh, just shine the light. And actually, the second week we were in this place, all the containers with the skulls and all the Coben Hill stuff, it just erupted into flames. And the police said if this was self-combusting, uh, like this has been in containers for a year and a half, and suddenly <laughs> everything burned to the ground. <laughs> And uh, I wrote a press release and I sent it to New York Times. Uh, so they sent a reporter all the way from New York uh, and a photographer. And we made a huge Hollywood sign on the hill saying Copenhagen, uh, just with red letters on a blue sky. And uh, the New York Times came. So this round, two months later, uh, we went from New York Times to New Zealand, a new round of, of just uh, news from Coben Hill to Coben Heaven in Copenhagen. What was the title? And this was, this was just so amazing to see God do this in the midst of a pandemic, just shining his light. And we decided, okay, God has given us a mandate to go into the darkest places. So we, we figured out, okay, this next picture was a theater behind the big screen. There's a, this was where we moved in after the drive-in when Denmark opened up again. There was a big uh, demon the size of the screen in the back, big black demon like this. So our media team was sitting in the back. <laughs> and there was open caskets in the back and all that stuff. Uh, so this was where we had church. And if you take the next picture, we also decided to, uh, this place is uh, Pusher Street. Uh, it's, a, it's a free town in Copenhagen. And they were about to be shut down because there was trash and garbage all over the place. So we started to send teams out every week just to clean up the place and just to help them. And uh, they had their 50th anniversary just a, a month and a half ago. And they, they called us up and said, 
Uh, we heard your band, they're awesome. Can they come and play for our 50th anniversary? So in the middle of Pusher Street, we didn't take any photos of it because you had a drug dealer standing there. The worship team was there, a drug dealer there, drug, drug dealer there, drug dealer there, drug dealer there. And when our youth pastor announced it in church, he said, oh, and if you can't find OC music, just go after the smell of weed. You'll find them. <laughs> So we decided to just turn on the light and be the light, and that has just made a change and shift. So right now we're just uh, talking with the Holy Spirit, okay, where is the next place that we're just going to take a stand? We're just going to say, okay, we turn on the light of Jesus in this place, and we believe we're going to see revival in Europe. We are already seeing hundreds and even thousands of people being influenced by the gospel these days in Copenhagen, and... um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if the worship band can come up. So I just want to say, I don't know what dreams or what uh, things God put in your heart, but what I do know, if God put it there, it's not to hold a carrot out there that you're never going to get. It's, he put it there because he wants it to be released through your life. And not just in, ch- in the church arena. If God put uh, politics or business or anything else in your, in, on your heart, he put it there because he wants you to be influenced. He wants you to be in that position to turn on the light. Because it's, that's the way we're going to change the world. That's the way God is going to change the world. That's when people of influence... People of light will be in all those key positions. Just 2% is what it takes to change the world. If you don't believe me, just look at the, the whole LGBTQ plus environment. That's not there, like 1% or something like that. But I think they are having a pretty big influence in society right now. So, But God wants his people to, to move into this, re, this area of influence and just turn on the light. And I just want to, if you are in a place where that light has been uh, just by worries of the world, fear, other stuff, just started to, uh, to make that light not shine so bright, I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray that that light would just shine so bright so your family, your friends, the people you work with, they would just see the light of Jesus. And this is not just that, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it. No, I, I really always hated that song because the light of Jesus is not like a little puny, tiny light. That's a powerful light. (laughs) So, but I think God wants to just uh, renew vision for some of you who've just lost your way and stuff has just crammed in. And if that's you, I just want to pray with you tonight. I just want to pray that, that you would just experience that cleansing power of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. And I think the Holy Spirit just wants to clean that light up so you will shine bright again. If that's you, you lost your way. You might also be here and and you do not know that saving grace. You, You may have known Jesus before, but you have backsliding away from him. And right now, I also just want to challenge you. To to just say yes to this Jesus. Say yes to this light. He wants wants you to experience his goodness. And it says in John 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light 
of life. Jesus does not only want to be the light of the world. He wants to be your personal light. And we as light on this earth are actually just reflections of his light. So if you want to reflect that light, if you want to say yes to this Jesus, maybe there is filth and other stuff that has cramped your light. I just want to challenge you. If that's you today, would you say, Thomas, pray with me. I'm just going to count down from three and then I'm just going to challenge you to just put your hand up. So if that's you, how many of you would say, Thomas, I need just to shine that light. Three, two, one, put up your hand. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. Are there any more hands? Thank you. Jesus, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for each and every hand. Thank you, Father, you are not just the light of the world, but Jesus, you are the light into every situation. Jesus, I do not know every single circumstance that they stand in right now, but I just thank you that you know, you know each and every individual. And right now, Father, I just pray that a cleansing bath would just come over them and just clean them from the inside out. And Father, I just pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, would just come and touch each and every one of them. Renew vision, renew dreams. Thank you, Father, even though th those dreams have died years and years and years ago, I thank you that they will come back to life now. And thank you that, that the faith that you can do the impossible would just be reignited in their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I just want to pray for one more group of people. And that's those of you who just... Yeah, you just need more power. It seems like uh, the power plug has been pulled out. Uh, it says in, in, in Ephesians 5.17 that uh, be filled, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like that's a renewable, uh, re renewable energy day by day by day by day by day. But you might not feel like that power is really flowing in your life. So if you want just to have that power released and just being put into the socket in the wall again. Just lift your hand. Let me just pray for you. Thank you, Father, for each and every lifted hand. Thank you, Father, that your word said that we would, would receive power when the Holy Spirit came over us. Thank you, Jesus, that you said that, uh, that your Father would send the Holy Spirit. So, Father, it's not me promising it. It's you promised it, Father. So right now, I just pray for every raised hand. They would just receive power from on high. Thank you, Jesus, that you would give them vision and dreams in the night. They would just the path, light a path in the way. Like I experienced in Copenhagen, I just pray for visions and dreams from the Holy Spirit. They would just take step by step by step following you in obedience and just see amazing things happening through their life. But I just, I just pray for a baptism of fire, for the Holy Spirit and fire in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.